Hey, we want to welcome everyone to You and the Law. Uh, we want to, want to introduce my co-host, who goes by the name of Keith Humphrey. Say, man, you got a little you're gonna swag. Right. You're going to get it right. I've, I've told you, we've been doing this well over a year. I've told you that I'm not going to I'm not going to start responding until you call me Chief Swag, sir. Well, well, I tell you what. Let me let me rewind that back up again, and let me say, Chief Swag, sir. Okay. Yes. Yes. Is that, that yes. that's better? Yes, peasant. <laughs> yes, peasant. <laughs> yes. Well, What's going on, well, man? Hey, What's happening, brother? Man, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, man. It is it is glad to be in your company again. Uh just an honor to always uh come together to have these conversations with you. So, you know, he right. I, you know, first of all, you know, for those who may be a first time listener or may find our podcast show on on Spotify or any other social media platform. You know, I think, you know, we need to let people know what is you and the law about? They may say, what is this show? What is, what is this you and the law podcast show about? So, you know, I'm going to let our listeners know what this show is about. Is, is that, is that okay with you? Well, absolutely. I think that's a, I think that's a good thing, bro. Well, you know, Keith, you know, this show, is an informative, proactive discussion regarding racial equality, racial justice um, that involves the minority community and in the law enforcement community. And that, you know, today's topic is is one that is really needs to be had because there is a audio clip that we hope we can uh, play to our listeners. Uh, after the break that uh, talks about it, it shares an incident that happened in Ohio with the now retired uh, police chief um, who placed a uh, a Ku Klux Klan note on the back of a uh, black police officer's jacket. And, and I think some people may say, what you know? Did you just say Ku Klux Klan? Yes. In 2021, a white police chief in Ohio placed a Ku Klux Klan note on the back of a black police officer's jacket, and kind of key said, "What's all the fuss about? This was a joke." You know. So today we're, we're talking about. A failure in police leadership, Keith. And I just think you know when I saw that uh, video, that news video clip, Keith. It, it just shocked me the fact that this man has over thirty three years' experience in policing felt so comfortable to do that. Why does that shock you? Well, because again, you would think people that are in the position that that, that you and I both uh, are, take so much pride in, that you would go, you would feel that comfortable 
with making a note that says KKK on the back of a black man's jacket. It's almost just like you walking into a room and there's a noose inside of the squad room or, or right by your locker. But th- these are things that's happening policing now. These are not things that happened 20 years ago. These are things that that is happening in in the police industry and the in in you know as a firefighters. So it, it's just people are so comfortable with just basically having no regards for another another man space. Well, I will tell you this, man. Um, it is, this day and time, it is sad. Uh, but as I've said this before, you're talking about a human being, and, and there are those human beings that feel that they can do whatever they want to do. They don't think anything about it. You know, they're in a position of power. I can do what I want to do. I can say what I want to say. What's the big deal? This is 2021, uh, 2020. Uh, this guy knows how I am. I hired him. So he knows I'm not like that. It's just a joke. Man, I mean, that's, that is just crazy, but that's what we live in right now, um, in, in the world that we live in, that it's, um, it's gotten to the point where people are that comfortable to do that. Yeah, Keith. And, and, you know, I think, you know, throughout this show, you know, we're going to, definitely talk about this uh, topic that, you know, I think, you know, our listeners are going to be just as surprised as we are. And I think, you know, you asked the question, why would you be surprised? And I just think, you know, when we talk about, you know, policing and everything that has happened this past year, you know, it, it makes you wonder, you know, we know policing has, has come a long way, but how much further does the police industry uh, need to go um, to where we don't see these type of incidents, especially coming from the leader of an agency. You know, so how can you lead an agency when you are the one who has some bad behaviors, you have some uh, racial biases, but Keith, we're we're coming up on taking our first break, so we're going to take this break and we come back. We're going to get back into the topic of a failure in policing leadership, but you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Breaking news out of southern Wisconsin where a man has been shot execution style while filling up his car at a gas station. The suspect then opened fire at a second gas station, but an undercover officer fired back there, killing that gunman. The officer was also wounded. WGN's Patrick Elwood is live in Franksville, Wisconsin with the latest. Pat. Ray and Micah, good evening to you. Investigators still very much trying to figure out the motive of the gunman, the suspect, who was eventually shot dead. But to sum up the Racine County Sheriff's feelings today, if it were not for one of his deputies, things could have been much worse. A 32-year-old white male from Heartland approached a 22-year-old white male from Elkhorn who was simply putting gas in his car and was viciously executed. Racine County, Wisconsin Sheriff Christopher Schmalling describing what happened at the Pilot Travel Center, a popular gas station and convenience store 
The time was 7.30 this morning. After firing at and missing another person, that gunman drove off. His next and final stop was a mobile gas station about two miles away where he approached with gun drawn, an undercover sheriff's deputy who had just started his shift. The deputy, a 21-year law enforcement veteran, drew fast, and the two exchanged shots. The suspect was hit several times and killed. The deputy was also shot and hospitalized with what is described as a non-life-threatening wound. It should be noted, ladies and gentlemen, this is 7.30 in the morning at this mobile station. It was bustling with activity, people getting their gas and people getting their morning cup of coffee. There is no doubt in my mind the quick and heroic actions of our investigator saved lives today. This gentleman was at the first gas station, the pilot, thankful, you bet he is, to escape unharmed. I don't know, it was a sigh of relief that I happened to leave right before, like, I don't know, like a sign from God or something, but I'm just glad I left before everything happened. Broadcast 646-929-0130, the number to get in touch with Chief uh, Keith Pumphrey, Chief Virgil Green on this show. Thank you for listening. Of course, the topic um, today, if you're just joining us, um, and we appreciate you joining us, but uh, uh, what happens when there's a failure in police leadership? Uh, I, I go to you guys to ask this question. And I, I really want to re- go back to uh, Chief Humphrey, who said, uh, you know, ask the question to you, Chief Green. Why are you surprised? Um, it, it, it's not only a surprise. It's not only not a surprise that these things are taking place in 2021, and and I'm sure to beyond beyond, unfortunately. Um, but it's not a surprise when I watched the History Channel uh, last week. Days after you guys talked about uh, Bass Reeves and, and him uh, not only being one of the, the great uh, deputy sheriffs, but also uh, his life being portrayed uh, by the Lone Ranger. The, 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 the uh, theme, the character, all the history says it was about him, but you watch the History Channel. And they do this true and facts thing, and of course it was, I mean, this true and false thing, and, and of course they said it was inaccurate. Of course. So if, if mainstream won't acknowledge our history in law enforcement, then why would we be surprised that mainstream people and those who make up those that don't look like us would give us any kudos or, or, or have any respect for two brothers like yourself in particular when it comes to these heinous crimes and things of that nature. The public is already like, welcome to the party. We're used to it. So, and I'm saying this respect, respectfully to you, uh, Chief Green, that why would, why would law enforcement like you, black uh, law enforcement like you be surprised when you have these demons um, that are running these agencies. 
Well, and, and you know, LA, and I think when I use when I said I was surprised, I just think as we look back, I would say surprised and not surprised, uh, and, and not contradicting myself, but uh, again, it just goes back to when you look at the totality of everything that has happened, uh, not just with the, the, the death of the murder of George Floyd, but everything that has happened that all these other police chiefs from around the country have seen, unless they're just so ignorant uh, to everything that is, has occurred, the fact that this man here, with over 30-something years of experience in policing, who, and, and we'll hear the, the audio clip later on in the show, that just because he hired this black police officer, felt that he had some right to to put a, a Ku Klux Klan note on the back of his coat. It, it's just really shocking. And here is, uh, but it goes back to another deeper conversation about who are the who are the people that are putting these people in these powerful positions? You got mayors, you got city managers who are the ones who are hiring these individuals who are putting them in these positions that if you have to question yourself when they find out about these things and this mayor in Ohio, he took some pretty swift actions and and removed this police chief, but he also allowed the police chief to to retire. Uh, and I think there's been a lot of questions that he shouldn't have given them that afforded him that opportunity to retire, but he did. Let me let me say something about let me say something about that. You know, I know there's some controversy about people being able to retire uh, and get their pensions or whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. Depending on what they do, um, was that criminal? No. Was it? Was it? Was it unethical? Was it just downright racist? Absolutely. Um, but if if allowing this man to quit or resign or get and cut ties with him. Um, you know, I I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. I think there are those times when individuals should not receive their pensions, um, but you know, it, to cut ties with them, and, and you've got to hands off, heads off to this city manager whether he did it for not wanting to gain negative publicity or if he did it for the right thing. It's just this you've got to recognize the fact that he did it. Chief Green, can I just ask you, you and, and both of you can answer, I mean, Chief Humphrey, just to ask you this question, uh, question Chief Humphrey, uh, why, I, I have a problem with them letting him retire, and this would go across the board in any profession, just as great as your profession is, because he gets to, to say he's sorry, he retires with his pension. Sure, that might have been the first thing that we know on record that he did. But this man has served in an agency for that long. So obviously he's got lots of connections uh, in law enforcement and other places, right? And so he gets to ride off into the sunset with those views 
you know, he retired, but with those views, and he could spew that same racist hate in the, in other areas. So to me, he all the, the the worst case scenario is he got embarrassed, he got busted, but he gets to retire. He's an older guy anyway, so he's going to retire at some point anyway. So he retired with his money. So my point is, where's the punishment? Where's the learning lesson? You are the three of us will always say you can't change a person's heart. You can't, you know, you can't legislate that. And I get that. But at some point, there's got to be some kind of punishment there, Chief Humphrey, because he he is, he's embarrassed. He got busted. But that's it. He gets to retire with his full pension. And, and, and he gets to sit in, on his porch and spew that on to his grandkids, probably, and whoever else, and there's no lesson learned. There's no punishment. There's no, no consequences to your actions, is my point. Well, you know, L.A., I, I hear what you're saying, and, and I'm not, you know, I know the thing we have to be careful for is careful about is because we don't want the citizens that's listening the the listeners to think that we're that we're condoning what he did and he should have been able to do that but there are just those times when you have no choice you know if you got to get now think about this think about this you fire this guy okay you fire him which i think the city manager or whomever was 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 probably prepared was, to do so yeah, it, it was actually the mayor. The mayor. Uh, yeah, it was the, the mayor. mayor okay, so you you fire him, and then he appeals. So then, when you fire him, uh, you know there is that possibility he get his job back. Not only does he get his job back, he gets all of his back pay. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. and then it comes down to the point: do they put him back to work, or do they say you get all your money uh, and you can come back or whatever? So to cut tie complete ties with him. And for him to get his pension, I know that that's a sore subject for a lot of people. But in this case, um, you're rolling the dice of if you fire him, him getting his job back. And so, you know, what happened? Yeah, because I think that just uh, you guys should finish it up. I just think that if it had been, God forbid, Virgil Green or Keith Humphrey, right, in that situation, it put some pro-black or I hate something crazy there and you but got busted. We all know the double standard that would have taken place. In my opinion. Well, yeah, it, and, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Keith. No, I, I was just gonna say. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, I, I get the frustration, Ellie. You and I have talked about this. Uh, the frustration of where it appears to be that there's a there's a there's double standards uh, that. Um, uh, that could seem to go on, but like I said, I, I gotta, you know, I, I, you know, one of the things that you talk about, and you, you say we, um, that you think we do really well, is we're we're, we're very honest, and um, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with, I really don't have a problem with him resigning and, and being able to keep his pension and rolling the dice and and taking a pot chance of him getting his job back, and now you've empowered him to believe that he can he can do whatever he wants to, so. Good, good riddance. You know, good riddance. Um, now the thing about it is, it's going to be interesting to see if somebody hires him. That's that's going to be the key right there. Is somebody going to hire him? Well, you would think after thirty-three years, and as the time, and you've made so much local and national news that you would just go somewhere and sit down and 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 enjoy your retirement and not apply for another. Uh, 
police chief position. You would you would think so, but it, it's yeah. going to be interesting <laughs> to see. I think yeah. I think at the end of the day, uh, he did that city and he did everybody a favor by leaving. I, I really yeah. do. I, I don't I don't like the way. I'm not a condoning it, uh, and, and I think I think the citizens understand what we're saying. The listeners understand. Not condoning it, but I think that's one of those chances that you take and say. Man, you know, hey, get up out of here. It's time to go, man. Because that, that's dangerous. Uh, you're dealing with somebody. That just shows you he didn't think he did anything wrong, man. Well, you know, he didn't, Keith. And, and that's and that's the concerning thing about it. Even because he felt that, hey, I'm the one who hired this black officer. And so just because you hired him doesn't give afford you the the, the privilege to to uh, put a racist uh, note on the back of his jacket. And he just put it off as being just a, a joke. And, and you know, Keith, the, if, if this was caught on the agency's uh, cameras with, inside of the police department, it was actually the, uh, the Fraternal Order of Police are the ones who brought this to the mayor's attention, which was surprising, but they did the right thing by exposing the leader of this agency because they could have sat on it and not said anything, and maybe this guy would still be serving as a chief. But, Keith, we're coming up on taking our break, so we're going to take this break, and we're going to come back and get into the conversation of the concerns with uh, police leadership. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I can't even tell you. I said I don't have one word, one word to describe how bad this is. The Sheffield Lake police chief has resigned after video emerged of him placing a sign on a raincoat belonging to a black officer on his police force last week. The city's law director says that sign had KKK imagery on it. Former police chief Anthony Campo told News 5 it was a joke that got out of hand. But the mayor of the city did speak with our Five on Your Side investigator Joe Paganakis tonight saying he is taking this incident very seriously. Courtney, Rob, the incident took place here at the Sheffield Lake Police Department on June 25th, and it has the Ohio Patrolman's Benevolent Association getting involved, asking for the video and all records related to the Sheffield Lake discrimination policy. Disappointed and shocked. Sheffield Lake Mayor Dennis Bring is now looking for a new police chief. After seeing this video that appears to show former Chief Anthony Campo placing a sign on the back of a raincoat owned by an African-American officer on his force. The officer found the paper sign on his coat less than 30 seconds later, a sign the Sheffield law director said it's his understanding was related to the KKK. The mayor says when he found out about the video, he confronted his chief about the incident. The chief, he made a comment like, what am I going to get fired over this? Mayor Bring says that's exactly what he tried to do. And I said, you have 10 minutes to get out of the building. I want your badge, I want your car keys, and I want your keys to your office. But the mayor says minutes later, former Chief Campo made a request that he granted. He said, may I please um, type up a letter of my resignation, and I want to, um, you know, file, because I, I want to retire. Mayor Bring says he sat down with the African-American officer involved and formally apologized on behalf of the city. We had... 
very emotional talk, and uh, that was very difficult. And uh, we couldn't talk to each other for 10 minutes because we cried. News 5 reached former Chief Campo by phone. Campo said the incident was simply a joke that got out of hand, that he was the one who hired the officer involved, an officer that's excellent with children, saving the officer from losing his job at another police department due to age restrictions. Meanwhile, though, Mayor Bring has his own thoughts on the incident. I hope sometime that he realizes what he's caused and what kind of destruction he did to this community and these people that he's supposed to have served. You know, you take an oath that you're going to serve and protect the community. He didn't do that. Meanwhile, Sergeant Sean Corr has been named acting chief of the Sheffield Lake Police Department. I'm five on your side, investigator Joe Paganakis. back to the you and the law broadcast uh, chief keith humphrey chief virgil green uh if you have a question we have some folks uh, on the line i'll be uh checking to see if you have a question for the host uh, 646-939-0130 the chat room is open we do have a, a chat message i'll get to and uh, again uh you can follow them on the you and the law one uh page on facebook and interesting enough Hearing that, Chiefs, Mark in Texas said that as an African-American in law enforcement, we have to be diligent in not only telling our story, but making sure we stand up to bullies and racists, such as the chief in Ohio. And, you know, it's a great point, guys, because if, if, especially like my nephew, you guys are familiar with, he's, uh, you know, uh, new to the force, some other things going on I'll talk to you off air about, but, uh, you know, the only two, two blacks and one, um, young lady came out of the academy in this predominantly white, uh, area. And the concern I always had and the concern that a lot of people have on the outside looking into your profession is that, you know, if you're that quote unquote, some people say token or that only, uh, person of color in that agency, then it is, it's important for that person to speak up and stand up because you see this chief hired him. So he felt like because I hired you, I could call you the N word or play KKK jokes or anything else because I'm in charge. You're on my plantation and I can do whatever I want. And it's just a joke. And it's just, you know, made light of. And it's interesting how this, this uh, officer's going to respond. I don't know how he has since then. But Mark makes the point, though. It, it's maybe some of these things don't happen. And you guys talk about it all the time. If more law enforcement people do, maybe not to the degree and the honesty that you guys do it on your show, but speak up about these atrocities that tend to happen internally, and sometimes it spills over, and and these these clansmen get caught uh, in their you know dastardly type of things. Well, well LA, let me let me say something just real quick. I, I think the I think the main thing here is what we got to look at: what made him that comfortable. Yes. 
What what made him that comfortable? I mean, does it does, right. does it get to the point because I hired you? I mean, think about what he said. I'm not racist. I hired him. So if that come back to you owe me one, you owe me this. Well, it, uh, yeah, and Keith, he, uh, and Keith, he also said he also said Keith that this he helped this officer out because. He was gonna get. He was gonna be let go from another agency because of age restrictions, but he hired him to Sherfield uh, Police Department. So in his mind, hey, I helped. I helped this dude out, and so because he was gonna be let go from another agency, so it's almost like he is validate that it's okay for him to do what he did because he went the extra mile to hire a uh, a black man. At an agency that he oversees. Well, well, well. My my thing it comes down to, man. I'll say this again. What makes you so comfortable that you yeah. feel that you can just say something like that? What makes you that? And, comfortable? and guys, it sounds like it, it. To me, it sounds like he's saying, uh, and maybe I'm just uh, overreading it. Yeah, you hired me, but it's almost like my best friend is black or my mailman is black or and I give to the NAACP. So that gives you a a, a pass to, to say and do those type of racial things. That's what it sounds like. You know, I how can I be racist? It was a joke. I hired a guy. Come on. I'm not racist. I hired a black guy. So is that a micro yeah. or micro? Is that a micro or macro aggression? Yeah, I mean, you're as good as my. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, I don't think I don't think that's either one. I just think that's just straight up. That's just straight that, up. That racist, is racist. That is man. straight up. That is straight up racist. That is well, straight up being this. racist. Is it, because is it again, racism? Hold on, hold on. Is it racism or is it the fact of? I just didn't know. I didn't think it was a big deal. Is that racism? Is that a chance? Is that a learning moment? A teaching moment? I'm, I'm, I'm not just playing devil's advocate. I, 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 I'm, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I said, Virgil. I don't think that's a. I don't think that is a teaching moment. And because I mean, we're talking about Sherfield Lake. If people are not familiar where Sherfield Lake is, is 27 miles west of Cleveland. Uh. And you're talking about a note that says Ku Klux Klan, which is one of the oldest American hate groups that targets black Americans and, and people of color. They actually have a Ku Klux Klan chapter in Dayton, Ohio, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. So here's a man that spent 33 years at this agency, are you going to, Keith, does he really expect people to believe that he does not know yes. anything yes. about the Ku Klux Klan? Absolutely, he does. Man, man and, and, and what have what people said before? Man, I think, uh, me, I think Stevie Wonder would, would be looking like, what in the but hell? Listen, but, but listen, the guy couldn't be too... There, there had to be something wrong, man. Did he had to know there were cameras in there. He did he did he did he forget oh, yeah. the cameras in there? Or did he did he forget? You think he forgot? No, I don't think he forgot. I, I think we, we get to this 
this culture in policing that individuals are at a certain age. This is this has been who this man has been for 33 years. He has been with the Sherfield Lake Police Department for 33 years. So you just don't all of a sudden become a racist. And people are going to probably say, well, how, why, you can't say the man is racist. I mean, you are the leader of a police department. What in your right mind would you put a Ku Klux Klan note on a black police officer's jacket? And I'm going to twist this around because, L.A., you kind of made reference to it. What if that would have been a black police officer who was caught on the agency surveillance camera putting, you know, some, you know, like honky or some derogatory note on the back of, on the jacket of a white police officer? Well, we're getting, you guys are getting, you guys are getting a lot of people, Yolanda, David, uh, Nancy, they're all saying the same thing, which is, and uh, they, uh, I don't know why, they, I guess they, they're new to the show, but uh, they're wondering what, what um, agency you're over. And, uh, and I text back that, you know, uh, Keith Humphreys in Arkansas and, and Keith Green in Oklahoma. But they're saying that, you know, if you guys, not only if it happens, the tables are turned, you did that. And, and Nancy made a good point saying, uh, typically, I don't know this stats you guys know better typically she thought that you know it's going to be more caucasian officers under a black chief as opposed to a white chief with black officers she's saying that if the tables had turned you know you would have probably had a mutiny she used some other words um but you may have had a mutiny uh, and that, that's what I'm getting, Chief Humphrey. I'm agreeing with you uh, uh, out of respect for you in terms of letting them resign, good riddance. But a lot of people are coming in saying if the tables were turned, you know, you wouldn't have got that same luxury. The mayor would have said, you know, and it's speculation. The mayor would have said, no, you're not resigning. I'm firing you and I'm keeping your, your pension. That's, that's what I'm getting from about five or six different people. Well, okay, well. you, you know what, and I think Keith, I think a lot of people are, you know, you got a Keith, you got a favorite word that you use. You, you are, you're an optimist and you're a realist. Those are two of oh, your favorite words, you know. Positivationalist. Positivationalist. <laughs> I have vision. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I visualize change, but I'm a realist. When it comes a realist. To that. Yeah. And, and I think our listeners are, are equally the same, but I think a lot of people, especially the, with everything that has happened and seeing that, and this isn't the, the first time a white police chief has been caught in a, in a, uh, using racial slurs or in this situation, he, he wrote a racial slur, but so this isn't the first time this has happened, but, you know, one of the things that uh, the question was asked of me on our social media, Keith, uh, was did this mayor hire a black police chief? I, I don't know if, if the Sherfield Lake Police Department replaced him with a black police chief or if they replaced him with, with a white police chief. 
Uh, I think at the end of the day, you and I look at it, this is a job no matter what color you are. You, If you have the experience and the knowledge, that's a position that, that you should be afforded to. Uh, and so, let me say, again, let it would be interesting this, to see if that actually happens. Virgil, you you gotta and and to the listeners, man, you you gotta you gotta recognize the fact that the union came forward. That that was surprised. That was you, surprised. You gotta came. You gotta you gotta. Now, did they come forward because there were some problems with that chief, and they didn't like him, or did they come forward because it was the right thing to do? Would they have come forward if they would have, you know, if if they liked him? Would they have come forward if he was popular, or was it was it that they were that were tired of it, they didn't want that in their department. We may never know that, but it, but yeah, it, but it, so they I, came forward. Yeah. Well, hey Keith, man, hold, hold that thought. We're gonna take this break, and we come back. We're gonna get back into the conversation about the leadership in policing as we talk about this uh, retired um, Ohio officer. But you're listening to you and the law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. If he's got a clogged up nose, simply stuffy. If he's got a snuffly nose, simply sassy. If the rest of you feel fine, but your nose is out of line, give your schnozzle what it needs, simply stuffy. Simply stuffy. From the makers of children's Tylenol, it has only the medicine your child needs to make a stuffy nose simply disappear. If you want to smell a rose, get your stuff out of your nose. If you take a serious smile, simply stuffy. Simply stuffy. Use as directed. Welcome back to the You and the Law broadcast on the Bachelor News Radio Network, WTOM, IBM TV, and um, You and the Law will be streaming live on StreamYard uh, very soon. You can check out those handsome gentlemen uh, pretty soon um, on StreamYard along with other outlets. Don't forget, if you miss any part of the broadcast, uh, you can go to bachelornews.airtime.pro. That's the Bachelor with a T. Uh, news.airtime.pro to check the broadcast out. Um, just go there and you can check out the local listing and the times, uh, Eastern, uh, Standard and Mountain Pacific and, uh, times to check out the broadcast. Guys, I, I'm checking to see if the police chief, the interim police chief is African American not or, or whatever. I will, uh, see if I can get that to you, uh, before the end of the show. Um, Robert, who I think is someone who has contacted this show before, said you guys are blowing things out of proportion. The guy has been uh, in the agency over 30 years. Why is he not given a second chance? He made a mistake is what I got. Back to you. <laughs> well, you know what, Robert? We definitely want to thank you for, for listening to You and the Law uh, because – you know, it's good to have this dialogue. And I think, Keith, one of the most important thing is to have these, these type of conversations. And, but, you know, here's a, here's a man who is well educated, who's been a, in law enforcement for over 33 years, who has led a police department. And you know right from wrong. 
you know to write a note that said KKK, Ku Klux Klan. You took the time to put it on the back of his jacket. You took the time to look at it, and you knew he was going to walk in and he was going to see the note. Now, for everybody that's listening, Robert, you can find this on YouTube. The Keith, the, the black police officer, he saw the note, and he actually looks at it and he laughs. Now, he laughed probably because it was just like, I, I, can I really believe what I'm seeing? Now, we don't know what the police chief said to him or what kind of conversation they said because that hasn't been reported. But I just think at the end of the day, Keith, the professionalism that we bestow in a police chief position, you are the leader of an organization. How dare you feel that comfortable with writing a racist note? It's no more different, Keith, than what we're listening to today of these Capitol Police officers who put their lives on the line to protect everybody in the Capitol building. But you've got the politics of people are saying, oh, what happened to you? It wasn't that bad. What if, so what if you got uh, somebody tried to beat you with a flagpole? So what if you almost lost your toes? So what if you were beaten? And so what if here's a black man who said for the first time in his entire law enforcement career, he was called the N-word, and he actually used the word in the hearing so many times by people who were carrying this flag that everybody wants to say, Keith, man, I support the black and blue. Well, you didn't support the white officers, and you damn sure didn't support the black officer because he was every N-word that you could think of. And so, again, it's just everybody feels so comfortable, Keith, with being so open about their racial views. But you've got these politicians who are sitting up here saying, no, that wasn't that bad. But but to listen, Keith, and I listen to every, the Capitol Police officers as well as the Metro D.C. police officers give their opening statements. And I, I tell you, these, these men, it took a lot for them to do that, Keith. And they were willing to go back the next day and the next day to serve the people in that building, whether they were Democrats or Republicans. But you got a lot of people on this other side who are just dismissing what happened to these men. Well, I will tell you this, man. Um, you know, the young man that, that, that the message in, uh, how do you get a second chance like that? Uh, yeah, who you know, wants yeah. to work for you? Who wants to work for you? Uh, who wants to, what, what minority are we, let me just say this, I don't even want to say minority. What citizen um, would feel comfortable talking to you? Uh, what officer would feel comfortable coming to work for you, whether it's black, white, but especially minority mm-hmm. officer? Which one would feel comfortable coming uh, to work for you um, with you having that type of 
you feel they're doing that so freely. Um, it, 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 to say he deserves another chance, you know, having an accident, a minor accident, you know, coming to work late, uh, maybe saying, uh, you know, shit or hell, um, you know, yeah, I, I believe that. I think that, that that's something that you can give somebody another chance. But to have in your mind, knowing the history of of the Klan, uh, knowing the history of uh, the things that they have done, you know, why not place it on? Uh, if you okay, would would he have done that if that would have been a, 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 an officer who wasn't a minority? Um, and, and so why why that officer? If it's a joke, which it was a poor taste and joke, but why not another officer? Why that particular officer? What else is he? What else did he say inappropriate or 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 insensitive um, to? Uh, can he can he um, police equitably? Uh, fairly, yeah. can he do that? Uh, those are the things you have to look at when you say something something like that. So so it's okay for somebody to say that. It would be okay for me to refer to a Hispanic person. Uh, or leave something inappropriate on a Hispanic or Asian or any other minority. It would be appropriate for me to say something inappropriate related to someone's ethnicity that's white. That would be okay for me to say that, and I get another chance. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, and and I think, you know, everybody has this this opinion that, oh, hey, he made a mistake. He, he deserves a second chance. Um, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. I think, you know, when you're in a leadership position, and, and this is what we're talking about, being a leader, that, you know, you you have the, you, you should, everything that you are about personally and professionally should be uh, all about being professional. But when you cross that line and you, um, use racial slurs or you you write a, a racial note, then your second chances are over with. In uh, in you know, fortunately he had put in the time to where he could retire. But, you know, again, if, let me ask you, Keith, I'm, I'm going to ask this question because I think you and I both know the answer. And to our listeners. Have you ever heard of a black police chief saying something racist, being put on national TV, and and losing his job, or given or or having the ability to retire? And the answer is absolutely not. I I don't you. It is. I can't remember the last time that I've heard a black. Uh, police chief or a black police officer use a racial slur, and and, and anything negative happened to him. I, we just don't hear. We just don't see that, Keith. And but we have this this organizational culture in policing that you've got this good old boy system who feels like. Like this agency in Sherfield, Keith. There's, I mean, it's a small police department, less than 20 officers. Uh, they've got probably about maybe three or four black police officers, from what I can see. Uh, in, in L.A., they do have an interim uh, police chief who 
is uh, who is white. Uh, yeah, I was I was just gonna tell you. Yeah, he is white, yeah. Sergeant um, yeah. Sergeant um, uh, Core. And so, uh, but there again, it is this. Everybody understands. So, to Robert's question, Robert said a second chance. So, so does that mean if you go to your your doctor and you go in for a colonoscopy and he ends up removing your kidney and you went in for a, a, a colorectal exam and but they removed your kidney instead. So, but he deserves a second chance to to uh, operate on somebody else. I don't think so, Keith. And and guys, now, Virg- just, uh, now, Vir- Vir- now Virgil, now Virgil in L.A. Now, hey, I was just going to tell you. I was just going to tell you, Chief Humphrey Maria said um, this this uh, age of um, culture cancellation. She called it. I don't think that's what it's called, but anyway, I know what she means in terms of people losing their job over sexual advances and things of that nature. And, of course, with this, she says it's gone too far. Maria in uh, Orlando said that. That it's gone too far for people losing their jobs? She said said that we're we're going too far. She said uh, in the age of sexual advancements, racial comments, she said that uh, some people deserve a second chance and that we're going too far. This culture cancellation, she called it. Well, you know what, L.A., I'm, I'm going to tell, tell you what she's saying, and, and I think Virgil can, can attest to this, and any other law enforcement uh, professionals that are listening. Uh, there, was a, there was a time, and I think there's still that mindset that people actually believe that you should suck that up and deal with it. You're, you know, mm-hmm. you get in the law. We were, we were told this when I first got into law enforcement. Suck it up. Be a big boy. Be a big girl. Uh, it's, don't take it personally. They're not talking about you. Uh, just just let go. So I think you still have that mindset. And I will tell you that that guy, that chief, came along during that time. He's been in law enforcement for 33 years. That is the mindset. That is what was taught. Don't worry about it. Let it keep going. Just let it roll off your back. It's not the big a deal. Why are you complaining? What? But you know what? You know what? You know what that? You know what that does? You know what happens? Now what you're doing now is you're empowering people to think like that. You're empowering uh, people in power. Law enforcement has an authoritative position, and so there's already a perception out there that we believe that we can do whatever we want to, and nobody's going to hold us accountable. So now you're basically saying it's okay, police chief, to do what he. It is because we just should suck it up and deal with it. It's okay for that officer or that chief or that or that police officer to make that sexual advance. My question would be: You talk about we're going beyond, we, we've gone too far in, in making those complaints. But it's a lot different when it's somebody related to you or someone you know that's being stopped by that police officer, and that police officer makes inappropriate advances at that. At that, at that female or that male, and, and, and it's a lot different when it hits home. And so, and so to you know to say that we we've gone too far, that's why we're in the position that we are. That's why you have a Derek Chavin that did what he did. That's why you have the situation because we we we've been allowed to do that stuff, and people have turned their backs. And so we so we should just forget it. We should we should just let it go. It's no big.
words. And well, that's, that's, you know, that's Keith, the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's the greatest yeah. thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and you know, Keith, I must say, I think a lot of people uh, who are listening to the show are probably not knowledgeable about the the makeup of law enforcement. African American men and women only make up about um, less than twelve percent of the law enforcement population. So you've got uh, you've got some agencies who feel like, man, if if we give you a job, boy, you better you better be thankful that that we hired you because you wouldn't have got hired any, anywhere else. There's that mindset still in 2021 that you should. You should feel uh, privileged that you got this position. And now that you have this position, if you see some things that you don't like, you need to just keep your mouth shut and move on down the road because if you don't, then you're going to be out of a job. And we're going to bring in somebody who, you know, they're not going to say anything. And so, Keith, just like you said, I mean, when you and I came in this in this profession in the – it it was just you were it was told that if you don't like it find you somewhere else to go and and that was just the 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 culture of policing and the culture of policing has has not really changed that much and here's a man who spent 33 years with this one agency and he had these 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 racial uh biases within his personal and professional life. Because he hired this guy, he felt so comfortable with putting this note. And so, but, you know, Keith, we're coming up on the the last minutes of the show, and I, you know... Virgil, I can, I, can I say this real quick? Go ahead. Can I say this real good? Uh, a good friend of mine brings up a good point. Uh, if that police chief's given a second chance, can he fairly discipline, discipline an officer for the same thing? Good point. And if what Good would happen point. if he did it to a citizen and they complain? Yeah, she brings yeah. up a good point. Do you deserve? She brings a, up yeah. an do, extremely do good you point. deserve a? Yeah. Do you deserve a, a second chance? And and uh, and so again, man, how can you lead an agency when it is so publicly known how you treated your black police officer? So, you know, again, that's that's where you just don't get a second chance, Keith. Uh, and I'm sorry, I think some people will, will disagree with that. So, well, I, uh, you know what? I, I, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You know, that's what, that's, that's, not, I, you know, that's her opinion. Well, hey, hey Keith, we got to, yeah, hey, Keith, I want to get to this before we have to, uh, you know, the end of the show. But Eric in Durham said that one of the problems is that our society is, Desensitive to rudeness and and uh, being cruel, and it didn't help to have Trump that had made uh, political the that had made the hate political correct. Um, you know, again, I think you know you got people who are living in this era of Trump. You, you saw what happened at the nation's capital in, in January, and you are seeing how these. Uh, people that have been elected to serve the people, how they are just dismissing everything that took place. 
the Keith man, you know, again, brother, it's been a, a great show, and we want to remind our listeners that if you miss any parts of this show, uh, definitely go to thebachelornews.airtime.pro. That's thebachelornews.airtime.pro. And catch us at 4 a.m. and 6 p.m. But you can also uh, catch us on uh, spot on the app, uh, Spotify and Anchor, and just download those apps and subscribe to You and the Law Podcast Show to listen to this show and, and many other shows. But, Keith, we will uh, get together again uh, for another edition of You and the Law next Tuesday. But it's been great, sir. But you've been listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network. 